blamed for the Rain chance ending tonight will be under some clouds, mostly clouds throughout the day, a little cooler, a little less humid for the high tomorrow. Overnight low 60s, tomorrow goes to low 80s, a little less humid. Tomorrow night clouds, spotty showers, and scattered morning showers become likely by midday and afternoon Sunday. It'll be mostly overcast through the weekend. 60s in the morning, Sunday afternoon high temperatures in the low 80s. To the middle to upper 80s Monday, scattered showers and upper 80s to near 90 Tuesday. Ralph Sandry, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and Show, the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. I'm not Tom Fitzmorris, as I've mentioned a few times. I'm Mary Ann Fitzmorris in the Tom Fitzmorris chair. We might hear from Tom today. We never know. Just leave it at that. It is another beautiful day. You never really know when you look out the window what you're going to see lately because it's been raining and sunny, as you already know, but it is beautiful looking over here out these windows. Is it okay over there, Henry? Is it, is it sunny over there? It's threatening rain. It is, okay. Because I was talking to my sister, and she said it was a beautiful day yesterday, and then she saw one of her neighbors and had not been outside, and they said that it was really creepy looking outside. So she went and took another look, and it was indeed creepy looking. So from one minute to the next, what is that saying? If you don't like the weather, wait a minute, it'll change. I don't think that's true of uh, most places, but it's certainly true here. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, here I am. Want to talk about food? Let's do it. That's what Tom's been doing for 33 years. Oh, happy anniversary to us. It is the first day of our second year of the food show on WGSO. Yes, indeed. Boy, time flies. Whether you're having fun or not, <laughs> it definitely does. Uh, we, I had a most, um, uh, well, it, it's exciting to me, but that'll just, say, that'll just sound sad. But um, I, I, uh, the highlight of our weekend was that I, I went and got a Jiffy Pop. <laughs> and we had Jiffy Pop last night. It's actually really good. Do you know what a Jiffy Pop is, Henry? Uh, yeah, I believe it's the, it's like stovetop popcorn. Is that correct? It's a, it's a little, it's a fake saucepan mm -hmm. and it's about an inch high and it's got this little metal handle and it's different than it was when I was a kid because it, it's much smaller and the pan, instead of being silver, is black, but I think it's still aluminum. And uh, it, everything else is the same, though. You start shaking it, and then it really s starts inflating, and you get this little round mm -hmm. globe, and then you peel it off and eat it. You peel it and open it up and eat it. 
So naturally, so I, I was in Walmart. I made a special point to get a Jiffy Pop this weekend. There were two projects that I had this weekend. And one of them was to, I had other things to get at Walmart. It's an, it's an event to go there. I've said for a long time, there are more people in a Walmart on a Saturday than in a lot of small towns in America. So I avoid it at all costs. But I was there and I went in to go get something else and I got the Jiffy Pop. And I almost, I almost didn't notice it because I was standing in front of the peanuts. It said snacks and there was some popcorn there, but I didn't realize it was like this whole popcorn section. So that's where I found the Jiffy Pop. It was $1.62. And I should have bought a whole bunch of them, but I wasn't sure how I was going to like it. Now I'm going to go back and get a whole bunch of them because I really did like it. But uh, it's been, oh gosh, I can't even, I don't even know how long it's been since I've had Jiffy Pop. But uh, it's really good. It's just like a great way to eat popcorn. It is a little bit more work than putting it in the microwave, but it's kind of like you're cooking it yourself. Now, I broke the, all the instruction rules of course, because after I peeled it apart and the instructions are actually, you, you, you peel the, the cardboard top off and the instructions are underneath. So you have to peel it off in order to see the instructions. So I remember the shaking part from when I was a kid. And of course, it's simple enough to do, except that the first thing they said was, don't use this on a glass cooktop. Well, that's what we have, a glass cooktop. It's not, there's, we live in the country, so there's no, you know, there's, it's all electric out here. We don't have cable. But anyway, uh, I said, forget this. I'm doing it on the glass cooktop because I've got to, and here it is, and I'm not going to rest it on the cooktop, but I'll, you know, if it, if it conducts heat, that puts out a lot of heat. So I did. I, I held it about you know, an inch or half an inch off of the cooktop and it radiated enough heat for it to start sizzling right away. It was a little rough on the hands though because you have to really, um, you have to really shake it and get over that hot cooktop. Of course, I guess you have to do that if there's fire underneath too. But anyway, uh, it takes a little minute or two to get the knack of it, but it was really good. And it's a lot of popcorn. Now, we didn't finish it completely. There were still some some popcorn seeds in there. And, um, and I went back to pop the rest of them. That doesn't work. But we had really, it was good popcorn. So that's the most exciting thing that happened to us this weekend. <laughs> And then I have another report on something else that I did, which it hit me just bang. We've been talking about bagels, where to get really good bagels in town. And I realize this is a sacrilege, and it's a good thing Tom is not here to hear this, but Panera has really good bagels. Have you ever had a bagel from Panera? Have you ever been to Panera, Henry? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like their little cheese. I, I think it's actually pretty good. I mean, for what it is, I think it's pretty good. Um, they have those those uh, crustless souffles, the egg souffles, which are good. But they also have, I think, really good bagels. Have you ever had a bagel from there? 
You know, I can't say I've ever had a bagel from Panera, although their bread tends to be pretty good quality, yeah. definitely for a chain. I think it's it's not yeah. a bad place to get a, a business lunch with someone. Yeah, I think it is good. I, I first came to, the, Panera first got on our radar because, you know, Tom has always been, I don't know if you've listened to the show. I know your dad listened to the show. I don't know if you listened much to the show, but Tom has always been vehemently anti-chain. It's sort of a you know, a moniker that he's very proud of. So I hate to even be saying such <laughs> things on the food show. But um, he also has a motto, if it tastes good, it is good. And so this would fall under that category. When we evacuated for Katrina, I think Panera had been around for a little bit, but that was my first intro to Panera because my brother-in-law hangs out at Panera, as a lot of people do, in, uh, I think it's Gaithersburg, Germantown maybe. One of those little fake towns up there of which we're getting our own, but that's not a complaint because I kind of like the fake towns. But uh, Panera is in a Germantown fake town in the DC area. And there's, um, there's a lot of people that hang out there. My brother-in-law is a daily hanger outer there. And I went once with him and I got a bagel and I thought, yeah, this is a really good bagel actually. And so we've talked a lot about bagels and where to get good bagels in town. And it's just really hard to find, which is kind of surprising here because there is a substantial Jewish community. And I would think that there would be kind of a demand for really good bagels. I know that the Kosher Cajun Deli has some that they import from New York, and there used to be a really great bagelry on Causeway, but he was a New Yorker, and he went home, and uh, it's been closed about 20 years, so I haven't seen really great bagels since then. And so I was thinking, okay, where, where and I passed Panera, and I went, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about Panera. So I went in to get a bagel, and I was surprised that their dining room was closed. Apparently, nobody is able to staff enough people to work anymore. And so uh, they have the dining room closed. So we went through the drive-up. I got two bagels, and everything bagel, of course. And so I, uh, I just had one for lunch with some of the leftover cream cheese. And, uh, and it was really good. It's good. It's a lot more salty than I thought. The everything bagel is saltier than I remembered it to be. But I think it's a good bagel. I like bread that gives you a workout. And, uh, and this would qualify for that. Anyway, those are my two reports from over the weekend. And yes, I know that's pathetic. But anyway, we are going to take some calls on whatever it is that you would like to talk about. If you if you have some thoughts on Panera, I'd be curious about it because I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be right back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. 
The anchor in Madisonville has opened for the season with food to match the spectacular setting along the beautiful Shafunkta River. The smoker is turning out a variety of smoked meats for barbecue family packs. The expanded menu includes sandwiches, salads, and poor boys, but also a crawfish boil, seafood plates, and a lot of great appetizers. Bring the family to the anchor at the Chifuncta River in Madisonville. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True enough. 556-9696. We just got a call off the air saying humble bagel was a good bagel. I, um, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm very glad that humble bagel is doing well because... A bagel's a kind of delicious thing, and we should have good bagels here. And I'm glad to see an independent operator is doing well selling bagels. So um, good for them. Anyway, I just uh, we don't have a bagelry on the North Shore, and the Panera uh, solution was, I thought, a good one, and I was happy to all of a sudden, bing, remember it. So. Um, we will be back to have some more. But I need a bagel. Bagel's not something that I eat a lot. I mean, it just seems to me like it's just like a mound of carbs, which who needs that? But sometimes it's really nice to have a bagel. Henry had a birthday weekend. And so let's hear his report. You were gone Thursday. You were gone Friday. I was. I was gone both days. Uh, please go ahead. That's it. I just so tell us, did you do any kind of fun eating around town with your family that was in town? I did. I, I had some more crawfish. That was the first thing we started off with. I also have this written down uh, for the Jefferson Seafood <laughs> Shack because I did not want to shortchange them again. They're doing okay. five pounds. It's $13 and you get two potatoes and a piece of corn. So that's that's the deal that I that was getting there. That is a good deal. Very good yeah. deal. And uh -huh. I bought it. And I think they changed it from three pounds, which is why I was confused. So I bought way too much crawfish. I had to call my neighbor over is to finish it with me. Is there such a thing? There is when you're just completely full. I had four native Louisianans, and uh, I bought about uh, four bags, so five pounds each. Couldn't get through it. I don't know. I'm disappointed in my family. <laughs> Not strong enough. Had to call in the ringer oh. next door. Uh-oh. It was okay. delicious. So, so good. You have one of those neighbors too that you can shuffle food off on. Oh, absolutely. He's a he's a great guy, but he is he is uh, just got an endless appetite. He's he's a really nice guy. <laughs> Give me his number because I have endless <laughs> amounts of food to shuffle off on someone. And my neighbor, I almost feel guilty because you know, I've I've caused her to gain some weight. She had half a strawberry shortcake this weekend. Oh, so goodness. Anyway. I had All right, so you had crawfish. Crawfish. We also had uh, a, a cake from uh, Whole Foods, which was uh, vegan. I know that's an unusual thing. My father is vegan. It was actually pretty mm. good, I got to say. Not bad. If you're looking for a good vegan chocolate cake, Whole Foods is not a bad place. But okay. we also got a pie, and you're going to have to help me here. What is the name of that pie place on Ferret? Do you remember? You were what? talking about it re what? recently. Oh, windowsill pies? Windowsill pies. Thank you. Got a pie from uh -huh. there. Excellent. Apple pie. What, what kind of pie? Apple pie. My favorite, oh. although it's a close, very close with pecan. Very, very close. 
Love pecan pie. Love pecan. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, something about apple pie and ice cream, Marianne, mm-hmm. I just don't think you can beat it, in my opinion. It's my favorite dessert. Well, you certainly can't beat it with a cheddar cheese slice. That's for sure. So glad, <laughs> that, glad you're not doing that weird thing. Go ahead. <laughs> somebody joked about that. And I, I did not think they were serious, but that is so unusual. So we got the pie. No, but th- that's a thing. I know. Yeah, that's it's so thing. unusual. Yeah. I mean, I get it yeah. savory and sweet, but still, I, I wouldn't allow it. Yeah. I'd kick someone out if they tried it, honestly. I, yes, I'm with <laughs> you. Totally. Don't you think the crust is really flaky? On an apple pie, you mean? No, on, on the windowsill. Oh, on I the windowsill window pie window specifically. pie girls really had their crust down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was delicious. Yeah. I had been there briefly before. I, I walked in and they didn't sell, they didn't have any hand pies, which I thought was strange at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, came, I didn't buy anything that time, but I came back, got the apple pie. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, just a little bluebell vanilla ice cream on the side. Right. Delicious. Then okay. uh, I believe... We, what was the other thing we did? We got barbecue, and I'm struggling to remember, uh, over at Boucherie, uh, which is just around the corner for me. It's the attached mm-hmm. part to Bure. Very delicious. I had a great evening mm-hmm. uh, with all my family. Amazing stuff. Uh, pulled pork. I mean, I'm a sucker for it. I can't get enough of a good pulled pork sandwich. Okay, so you went to Bure or you went to Boucherie? We went to Boucherie. Boucherie, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Bure, they, they have so some had, odd hours. You had sort of upscale barbecue in a sit-down restaurant at Boucherie. Exactly, yeah. That's, a, that's exactly what it was. Coming there. from the same smokers. Okay. Same smokers. Okay. We got some, some good, um, what are they, uh, char-grilled oysters as well, which was ah, just okay. delicious. They do those on Fridays. Very, very good. And okay. you can smell oh, them all up that. and down Carrollton. Oh, so good. Is it, a, um, is it like a special happy hour thing or are they full price? It, they are definitely full price. It was a little pricey, okay. but it was still very good. Mm-hmm. Very worth it. Worth okay. every penny. And the crawfish, okay. so inexpensive, uh, especially since yeah. you're buying your own six-packs and stuff. It was great. <laughs> okay. What else did you do? Goodness, I'm stretching my memory now. We had a nice French 75 uh, with the evening. That was a really nice little treat. And that is, what, half gin, half champagne. I wasn't the one who made it. And then a little bit of lemon mm-hmm. juice. Very nice little cocktail, and I think that's really... About all I had. Saturday and Sunday were pretty mundane eating days, although I did treat myself to Willie Mays while I was working here on the marathon Okay. Uh, from Pithian right. Market down the street, which is always good. Love Willie Mays. Very good job. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Pythian Market is good. All right, so um, I'm still stuck on the idea that your dad's a vegan. He's not gonna. <laughs> he's not thinking about moving back to Opelousas because, you know, that would be he really would starve. weird to be in. Goodness. Wait, <laughs> he, would he might be the only yeah. vegan in Appaloosas. Well, yeah, it's true, but you know, New Orleans just being on on its just being a basis of being a good culinary city, it's very easy for him to eat here. It's it's surprising mm-hmm. how easy it is for him to eat here, just because mm-hmm. the va- there's such a variety of places you can really find pretty good vegan food here for a pretty affordable price. Certainly, better price well, than in Southern California. There's a lot of young people who have moved here in the last 15 years yes. and they're going to be the ones who tend to be vegan and if there's a demand for something there's someone that's going to meet it so i'm really not surprised that there's a good vegan scene here no i mean it, it's it's not surprising when you really think about it but it's even within my little block on really oak street no true but even on oak street bread's on oak that's entirely vegan you got lebanon's uh-huh. cafe you can get very good vegan food up yeah, there yeah so that's what i'm saying there's a there's a demand for it for sure so there will always be people to fill a demand. 
Well, I'm glad you had a nice or semi-nice. I know you worked a little, so I'm glad you had a pretty good birthday. And uh, how does it feel to be now on the downside of your 20s? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a way to put it, Marianne. <laughs> Feels great. I, I look at it as in the upside towards 30, you know? There yes, we go. Still well, working up to that. There you go. That's right. That's the way to think of it. All right. That's uh, Henry's birthday report. I am happy to hear that his birthday celebration will continue. His Antoine's visit has been moved to next weekend. So um, the birth, so it'll now be a long extended celebration. You get to look forward to that. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Today is Panade Meat Day. I've always not liked the sound of that. And I don't know why. I guess it's a, kind of a snooty thing to say. I don't like the sound of that. But I remember when I was a kid, uh, my mom, as I've said before, didn't cook as much as other moms did. Or she did, but she was not cooking from scratch. That's what I guess I mean to say. So I would go to someone's house and they would say, we're having pane meat. And I used to think, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. I don't even know what that is. But um, it, is, it is a thing here in New Orleans and that is the way it's say, said too, pane meat. Uh, if you are a fan of that, then uh, call us. We would love to hear your thoughts about it. It's not used that way anymore, I don't think. Because, I mean, you can have, I mean, panade meat is, is basically a schnitzel. You know, it's, um, it's a French, the French dish that is completely escaping me at the moment. But... Um, it's a, it's pounded meat and it is uh breaded and fried is what it is and um it pan sauteed or fried and there's nothing really i don't know pedestrian about it i guess especially if you have it at a french restaurant you know that's really nice um but uh, I just, for some reason, have always thought of it as kind of, uh, you know, in New Orleans. So I'll read what Tom has written about pane meat. Like most other Orleanians of baby boom age, he grew up eating pane veal, chicken and pork, enough of it to have an article of faith on the subject. Even cardboard is good panade. Panade meat is a thin pounded slice of meat, usually, or almost anything else. The first steps in the preparation is to coat it with flour, pass it through egg wash, and then coat it with seasoned breadcrumbs. The panade item then is fried in about half an inch of hot oil for a minute or two on each side, drain, and still serve sizzling. The classic accompaniment is pasta bordelaise, although it goes without, with almost any vegetable or starch except other fried things. Panade veal is universal in Italian restaurants, where it's often called veal milanese. The word pane probably refers to the breaded aspect of the dish, but it's also been proposed that it's the pan you cook it in that's noted in the name. Nobody really knows. Some controversy exists about the spelling. The word appears in very few cookbooks or dictionaries. On menus, you see every possible variation 
in the number of N's and E's. Sometimes an accent mark appears over one of the E's. Another curiosity, many people in New Orleans pronounce it pine. However spelled or pronounced, it's always good. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't go wrong if you pound out something really, really thin and, uh, and coated in breadcrumbs. We did a, we were on a pork kick for a while. And then we were on a chicken kick for a while. And it's, it's good. I mean, pounded up meat is actually, to me, better than not pounded up meat. I like, I like proteins thin, generally speaking. That's why I don't really like redfish as much as I should because I always find that it's too thick and I like it to be thin. Anyway, 5569696, we will be talking about these and whatever else you would like to talk about. Michael75 is going, or, well, I was going to say he's going to call and talk about the Kentucky Derby, but he might not because the horse that he picked, if my memory serves me correctly, did not win either. So he can't call and brag about his horse winning. Um, mine did not do all that well, but like I said, I've lost my mojo. This wasn't a big surprise to me. Anyway, I'm trying to think of anything else we had to eat over the weekend. Oh, I know what I did. I know what I did, but it's sort of in limbo, so it, it can't be completed. We got the strawberries, which were absolutely gorgeous. So then I made a strawberry shortcake, which was fabulous because it's not the spongy orange thing it's the real biscuity strawberry shortcake that's in tom's recipes and also in his cookbook it's really good it's really dense it tends to be a little bit dry so it needs a lot of strawberry juice which was perfect for these strawberries which were even better than the last batch of strawberries that we had. So, um, all right, well, it's, it's time for a bottom of the hour news break from the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back to talk more after that. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. The House Criminal Justice Committee will hear a bill to decriminalize prostitution in Louisiana tomorrow. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says the intent of her bill is to not turn the state into a red light district, but to protect sex workers and reduce human trafficking. They're often uh, subject to violence at the hands of the police, or if they are suffer violence from other people in the community, they often can't get the assistance they need. Landry says if their profession is no longer a crime, they could seek assistance. However, National Center of Sexual Exploitation CEO Don Hawkins says decriminalizing prostitution will do more harm than good for sex workers. There has been an increase in sex trafficking. There's an academic study of 150 countries that show huge amounts of harm when you've decriminalized or legalized prostitution. Hawkins says it was a London School of Economic Study that found decriminalization increased the sex trade and violence associated with it. LRN. The forecast says it'll be cold today and hot tomorrow. As the seasons change, the weather can become so unpredictable. Rely on the certainty of a Mueller metal roof to provide superior protection for your home from Mother Nature year after year. Made from 26-gauge steel, our energy-efficient metal roofs are hail, fire, and wind-resistant. Inner strength and outward beauty. That's what you can expect from a Mueller metal roof on your home. With a wide variety of panel styles to choose from and a selection of more than 30 designer colors, your home 
will be sleek and stylish and possess the strength and durability you can depend on. Give yourself peace of mind knowing that which is most precious to you is sheltered from the storm. Visit our website at MuellerInc.com where you can browse our selection of panel styles and trim profiles. Then give us a call at 877-2-MUELLER or visit one of our 33 branch locations to speak to a Mueller sales representative who can help you get started today. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. You make me feel so young. Yes, yes, it is good to be young. I had a fun time actually doing the auction over the weekend. I sat down in the chair to start talking and had absolutely no idea what to do, but it was easy to talk about those things that were being auctioned. They had some really good trips. And uh, I, I have to, when I talk to Stan on Wednesday, tell him that I was lured by an RV vacation. So I don't know if talking to him every week has softened me on the idea of going somewhere in an RV, but, um, but I'm, actually, I'm actually thinking about it. Today in 1978, this is city lore of the highest order. A citywide flood shut down most of New Orleans after over a dozen inches of rain fell in a few hours. The May 3rd flood was considered a modern high water mark until Katrina made it look insignificant. May 3rd and another flood nearly as bad a year later forced the closing of T. Pitari's restaurant after over 80 years. Pitari's was on Claiborne near Napoleon, one of the lowest points in the city. It moved to Mandeville, but didn't make it there very long, and it is now an article of nostalgia. People love to talk about T. Pitari's. I think I was only there one time, although that doesn't even make sense, because if it closed in 1978, I don't think we were... I, I That was long before Tom, so I don't know that I... Maybe I just have an image of what it was like, but I don't. I don't think I ever made it in there. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you would like to talk to me. I am here to do that with you, and I would love to talk to you about food. That is what we do here. It's uh, it's been a long time. Tom has loved to talk about food for all of these years, and people have loved to do it with him. So if you had some place good that you went over the weekend, or if you had something good, uh, please give me a call. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what I was saying, which was, I had it in my mind that I bought this brisket last week. And I had it in my mind that I was going to, um, 
I'm sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. <laughs> We're gonna have to take another break, I think, Henry. Um, yeah, go ahead and let me do, do, do another commercial and I'm gonna take a break, get some water. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately, that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views. The Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifunctas. I get misty just holding your hand. Now, Michael 75 was probably misty over the weekend, too, when he realized that the horse that he had money on did not win the Kentucky Derby. Have you gotten over it, Michael? Yeah, I come with my tail between my legs. I'm bloody, <laughs> but not unbowed. And guess what? I'm the sorry. Next the next time those two horses meet, the winner, Medina Spirit, and Rock Your World, anybody, I, I will bet anybody anything up to $5,000 will put up the money at your studios, and you can have the Derby win, and I'll take Rock Your World every time. That was a, a fluke, and I'll explain why later. Well, there are always flukes, Michael, but Rock Your yeah, World was not even close was it that, that that shows how much you know about horses about i'll explain that in a minute the horse well i'll explain it now the horse got destroyed at the start he was number 15 the 14 and 16 came over and crushed him the jockey lost his stirrups he couldn't ride the horse he had no mm -hmm. chance about a hundred yards out of the gate it was over but the next time they meet that miracle will not happen and and Rock Your World will slaughter Medina Spirit like he did the time before. It was no contest when they met on an equal footing. The, I'm glad nobody race. was hurt. Yeah, right. Well, I'm, I'm glad. That was, that was too crowded a field. I, I don't like exactly. that. So yeah, I don't yeah, watch I horse that. racing anymore. Yeah. What? But, uh, but anyway, that's, that's my thought on it. Miracles happen. The, uh, 19, uh, yes, the they great 18-0 New England Patriots. Uh, were beaten in a Super Bowl by a miracle. A ball stuck on the top of David Tyree's helmet. The great, one of the great <laughs> basketball teams of all time, the Five Slammer Jammer, they yep. called them, from, from the University mm -hmm. of Houston, got beat on a miracle. And all kinds of yep. miracles happen. But they don't, here's a, here's a yep. good thing for me. They don't happen too often. So when yes. I lose one or two out of ten, it's okay. Okay. 
All right. Well, we're going to pay attention the next time, Michael. You'll have to tell us when okay, those I'll two wait. horses are going to meet so I, we can I, be I, in I, it with you. I was hoping he'd run back in two weeks uh, in the Preakness, but the owners uh, brought him back to California, and they're, they're going to keep him. Maybe he's injured. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, okay, yeah, well, talking about uh, a couple of things. Uh, we were driving uh, from close to the mouth of the Rhine River at Rudersheim, Germany, and we stopped uh, up, up north uh, on the Rhine at a place called Koblenz. Have you been there? No. Sorry? No, I haven't. It's a beautiful city on the Rhine. Anyway, we stopped there. We went into, we stayed, stayed that night in the hotel, went in the uh, nice restaurant. And uh, so on the menu, I said, what is this stuff called schnitzel and noodles? And she explained to me, and I re retorted, guess what? That's pineade veal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's one of your favorite things. No, schnitzel, you were talking about pineade, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's what pineade, pineade veal is. And by the way, schnitzel and noodles, I named one of my horses that. She was a great little... Oh, is that right? She, yeah? Yeah, yeah, she got hurt. How right did he do? She, she got hurt before her first race and never raced uh -huh. again. And uh, it was it was a sad thing. And a horse race and all types of uh, sporting endeavors, there are injuries, so it happens. But uh, yeah, I can't. Any, I can't anyway, take it. The, yeah. I named her after not only that event, but the, the song from. Uh, yeah, that's what song, I'm saying. The schnitzel and noodles. My, yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite things: crisp apple strudel and schnitzel with noodles. Now, Michael, uh, I I can't. You know what? I I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I gave you that reference in the very beginning of this conversation, and you didn't pick up on it. You didn't no, miss no, that, I'm, did I'm, you? I'm, I'm driving in from Baton Rouge. I can't hear you too well. Oh my goodness. Okay, so because I thought, wow. Maya Maxima Kuma. Okay. Anyway, um. Well, I had a, a lovely lunch. It was fabulous, actually. At Gino's Italian in, in yeah. Baton Rouge. I had the minestrone soup, which was great. Uh -huh. I had the buffalo mozzarella. And then I had the aglio olio, which was spectacular. And tell me what was in it. What was in it? Sorry? What was in the aglio olio? What was in it? Yeah. Oh, they had basil, they had olive oil, and they had gold. No herbs and no crushed red pepper. No, yeah, they had basil, crushed basil, and they had uh, no red pepper, though. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. It was, it was fabulous. You need to try that, that menu. The minestrone, yes. the um, uh, capri, they call it the capri salad, which was the buffalo mozzarella. And then the Aglio um, Olio, a, a great meal. Okay. Uh, Michael, I have to ask you a question. I am trying to remember the name of the French version of panade meat, which is always served with a little frisée salad. Okay, the French version of a schnitzel is what? I'm looking at a menu right now from, um, Trois, not Tromec, but Petit Trois out in Los Angeles where I had it and I loved it and I'm, I'm looking at it, but I can't, I don't see it on the menu right now. And I, I need somebody to conjure that word up for me. It, it escapes me also. Okay. But, uh, There's a French anyway, version I'm, of I, this I, 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 you meat. Know, 
which is always okay. served with it's got capers and a lemon butter sauce and yeah. i am gonna be driven crazy until i find out what it is go ahead keep that, going that sounds a little bit like a veal piccata thank you well is it piccata that's the Wait. italian okay no i'm looking at the french version there's a french right. Yeah, veal piccata, they're all the same thing. They're all ponade meat, right. essentially. Right. But they have yeah. different names. It's like the difference in bouillabaisse yeah. and chapino, you know? No, chapino is completely different. Chapino is completely different from bouillabaisse. Well, they're both uh, fish and shellfish stews. Yeah. Well, but, but they're completely different in taste and everything. Chapino was uh, a red uh, thing... Uh, Started in, uh, I think, the late 19, 1800s in San Francisco. wasn't even an Italian uh, deal. wasn't from from Italy. But um, anyway, I have to apologize uh, to to your listening audience and my class of 1961 because I made all of them bet on Rock Your World, and they're all mad at me today. <laughs> Well, I wasn't going to bet on Rock Your World because I didn't like the name as much as some of the others. I'm a girl. I like, I go by the names. I don't care about the stats. It's like I'm going to buy the car because I like the color and not what's right. under the hood. Exactly. And I don't apologize for that. That's just me. And that's just <laughs> you're, a girl you're, thing. You're not, what? You're not, you're not a scientist at the racetrack. But anyway, the winner, the winner was called Medina Spirit which was uh, the city of Medina in Saudi Arabia, is the, mm -hmm. is the uh, resting place, the burial place of the Prophet Muhammad. So that's what mm -hmm. they, why they called it Medina Spirit. Well, uh, I didn't know what the connection was. I figured that there was some sort of connection because, of course, the Medina is exactly what you said. But, um, but I, I just was wondering... Well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> We're getting too far into the horse thing anyway. Keep going. What, do you have any food last, thing here besides Gino's? One last twist of fate, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the Sheikh Mohammed from Dubai, one of the richest guys in the world, has got hundreds and hundreds of great horses. He spent millions, maybe close to half a billion dollars over the years to win the Kentucky Derby. Never been... Was this was this yesterday? I mean, uh, the, this Kentucky Derby. I'm having trouble hearing you. Is there is there a connection over there with uh, are the owners like? Oh, okay. That's too bad. Probably probably not a bad thing. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be back. Five five six nine six nine six. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com.
Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately, that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views of the Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifuncta's. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Alrighty, I am not going to ask. I was watching a movie. Uh, okay, I admit it. I like Hallmark movies. Um, again, very sad. <laughs> I talk about the most thrilling thing I did over the weekend being a, uh, uh, a getting Jiffy Pop and popping Jiffy. Oh, well, I, actually, we did the Jiffy Pop with this particular movie, and it was about. Uh, but this, you know, girl, of course, and um, she was dancing the tango, among other things. But uh, one of these days, I want to try doing that. We had a, a woman who uh, I'm actually feeling a lot in common with, who was one of our most frequent cruisers. Becky is her name, and uh, it was not often a cruise without Becky on it. She's great fun and got into the tango and uh, was telling me that in Mississippi there is a tango club and uh, it meets every end of every month. And I told her I was going to come over there and try it. And well, I guess probably not for a while, but uh, it does sound fun, I have to say. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you had something interesting over the weekend, we would love to hear about it. Or as Tom likes to say, if you've ever had anything to eat in your whole, whole life, call us. So over the weekend, I decided that I was going to cook the brisket that I bought during the week, which sat in the refrigerator far too long. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just I should have done something like freezing it earlier in the week because I ultimately wound up freezing it anyway. And the reason I wound up freezing it was I the last time I cooked on the big green egg, I uh, didn't have one of those starters. And it's, it's pure cheating because we use hardwood charcoal here. Royal Oak Hardwood Charcoal. And Tom has always been adamant about that. I totally agree with him. It is the best. So we need something to start it. So we, we get this cheater starter and you stick it under the coals and it is plugged into something. And it sits there for like eight minutes or so and then it heats the charcoal that way. 
And I didn't have one and I couldn't go and get one a couple of weeks ago when I wanted to use the grill. So I, <laughs> I took a piece of paper and lit it on the burner that I used with the Jiffy Pops. So there was no flame. And I got some fire and I went and stuck it in the grill and had a couple other pieces for it to catch on and it wound up starting that way and it was actually a really good fire. And so I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna do it the old fashioned way and really, really be a griller. No, no. I tried it again over this weekend and I'm going to cheat again because cheating is the way to go. <laughs> I, uh, I was able to go out and buy another one. And so when I do it, I'm going to use that instead because I went through a whole bag of brown paper and I'm surprised I didn't burn myself. I'm surprised I didn't burn the deck down because the embers were flying all over the place. So I'm going back to, I mean, it is 2021 and I'm not on any reality TV show, so I'm gonna use the, the electric one. So I started to do that, but it was too late by the time I got it. And by the time I'd given up on doing it the old fashioned way, I didn't do it, but I already did have in the oven some real from scratch baked beans. Going way back 20 years when the kids were in school in Mandeville, like I've said before, we used to work for um, the... Uh, the school we would we had the fair and we would be we would cater their um, patron party and then we would also cook brisket at the fair and um, we we were really good at it and the brisket plate that we did was brisket baked beans and coleslaw and we made hundreds and hundreds of pounds of all of that. And fortunately, I had a good, good friend who worked with us. I had two really good friends, and we just did it all weekend, pans and pans of this stuff from scratch. And I had never done baked beans before, and I got it out of my favorite cookbook, which is the home cooking sampler that, you know, you have that one cookbook that you rely on for everything. I hope that's the Tom Fitzmaurice cookbook for a lot of people, because I think it's actually a really good book. I was looking at it over the weekend for the strawberry shortcakes and a couple of other things. So I took some of the really old beans that I had pretty much concluded would never be soft. But you bake these beans for something like six hours. Actually, I think I baked them longer than that because I forgot about them. So I soaked them for half an hour and then I simmered them in water for just just the beans to soften them, like parboiling them for another half hour. But I forgot them and they boiled at high temp for a long time, which I've heard makes them hard and then you're unable to soften them if you do that. So I was afraid that I'd ruined them, but I went ahead and finished them anyway. So after they were 
soaked for half an hour, then boiled for half an hour. Then I put them in the pan with some maple syrup, some chopped andouille, onion, bell pepper, ketchup, dry mustard, brown sugar. I think that was it. And then I put them in the oven, super low heat, 275 degrees. And you just bake them indefinitely. And so I baked them. It's, it was shocking how much water they took. Oh, yeah, you put a lot of water in there. You want like an, an inch of water over the beans. And every time I went back to check on them, the water had evaporated into the beans. But still, about four hours into it, they were still kind of firm. So I thought, oh, gosh, maybe these are just going to be firm. But then by the time they had cooked for about six or seven hours, I... Uh, I noticed that they were actually pretty perfect. So I was happy to hear or happy to see that I had not lost my touch with real baked beans. So that was the exciting part of cooking over here this weekend. But I never did get the grill started. I am going to get it started. I think I'm going to save them and do it tomorrow. Do the brisket and the... I've got the baked beans already, and then I bought some, um, I bought some cheese and some jalapeno to make cornbread from scratch. Also, I was tempted to get a Jiffy cornbread to do like a taste test, but um, I forgot to get the the Jiffy. So I'm just going to do regular cornbread from scratch. I want to have uh, Robert Vasquez on this week. I'm going to be talking to him. Um, maybe tomorrow or Friday. Uh, I want to, I've got a, a, I've got this thing where I need to experiment and make a tamale pie. Henry, have you ever had tamale pie? I don't think I have. What is that? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's incorrect. I'm saying it incorrectly, but what I'm going to do, since I'm going to make this cornbread from scratch, I'm going to keep part of it in a cast iron skillet. And it's going to be the bottom crust of this pie. And then on top of that, I'm going to layer what would be like taco meat, you know. And then on top of that, I'm going to put cheese and melt cheese and so okay. i'm going to ask robert because i want this to be like a gourmet pedestrian tamale pie and i'm going to ask robert if he can give me a sauce that would go with that so um i've tried that before basically it's it's cornbread and chili you know so maybe it would be better to say chili pie but anyway, um, I, I want to do something like that. So we're going to try and get Robert on to sort of guide me through that. But that's what, once I do the cornbread, it's going to have cheddar in it and jalapeno. And then I'm thinking that it would be good to be covered with, you know, like a, like a, the makings of a taco, you know, maybe taco pie. 
tamale pie doesn't make sense. So taco pie, that's what we'll do. All right, that's it for the first hour of the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show. I'd love to talk to you if you would like to talk to me about food. I'm Marianne Fitzmaurice in the Tom Fitzmaurice Chair. If you've ever had anything you've eaten that you want to talk about, call us. I always used to love when Tom would say that. And, and I knew that he was really desperate for calls. I'm not ever really desperate for calls. I've got piles of paperwork in front of me. And as my third grade teacher used to say, you, you, you sure do love to talk. And so I can do it, but it'd be more fun to have you. We'll be back. WGSO New Orleans. It's 3 o'clock. Time for this Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, WGSO.com. On the AM dial at 990, we are WGSO New Orleans. Part of a pitch for the sweeping new infrastructure program and its effect on schools. The president asked students how they liked at home learning this past year. I liked it. Kids between 12 and the age of 15 could be eligible to get the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine soon. The FDA is reportedly poised to green light the shots as early as this week. 12-year-old Caleb Chung was part of Pfizer's vaccine trial program earlier this year. I definitely hope we get um, back to whatever we would call normal <laughs> um, eventually soon. That audio courtesy of ABC's Good Morning America, and you're listening to USA Radio News. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is preparing for the G7 summit next month. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is meeting with G7 foreign ministers in the United Kingdom this week to plan the G7 summit in southwest England next month. Chinese aggression is on the docket. I think what we've witnessed over the last uh, several years is China acting more repressively at home and more aggressively abroad. That is a fact. Secretary Blinken on CBS News. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The Census Bureau says the White House was not involved with the 2020 census after many Republicans questioned whether President Joe Biden's administration interfered with the results. The Census Bureau telling the Epic Times no one from the White House or Commerce Department saw the results of the census until they were released to the public. House Republicans concerned because they ended up with lower population counts than what was estimated last year. This is USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Wisconsin authorities are identifying the murderer who fatally shot two people and injured another at a casino complex. The murderer was 62-year-old Bruce Pofel, who had been recently fired from a restaurant on the property. The Green Bay Police Department was able to engage and neutralize the suspect outside of the complex. On the north side of the building, the lone suspect was pronounced dead at the scene. Brown County Sheriff Todd Delane saying the lone suspect shot three restaurant employees with a 9mm handgun. Opening statements are underway in the landmark civil trial pitting Epic Games against Apple. The case is being heard in California. Epic Games is a maker of Fortnite. Rain chance ending tonight will be under some clouds, mostly clouds throughout the day, a little cooler, a little less humid for the high tomorrow. Overnight low 60s, tomorrow goes to low 80s, a little less humid. Tomorrow night, clouds, spotty showers, and scattered morning showers become likely by midday and afternoon Sunday. It'll be mostly overcast through the weekend. 60s in the morning, Sunday afternoon, high temperatures in the low 80s. To the middle to upper 80s Monday, scattered showers in upper 80s to near 90 Tuesday. Ralph Sandry, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Hour two of the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Marianne Fitzmorris here with you, ready to talk food, as Tom has done for 33 years. And now, one year here on WGSO. Happy anniversary to us. This is the first day of our second year on the reboot of the food show on WGSO, which coincidentally is where Tom started his career. A very long time ago. Today in food history, 1944, wartime rationing of meat in the United States came to an end. Many cookbooks and articles had been written to help people get along with less meat. Even the best food writers were engaged in that activity, including MFK Fisher. I didn't realize she was that old. Whose rationing book was How to Cook a Wolf. She and all the other authors of such works had to figure out something else to do. You said we have a caller. Is it Roy, you said? Roy. Hi, Roy. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hey. I've got a report on a recipe that someone called into your show some weeks ago. It was for a two-ingredient pizza crust. Hmm. And so my well, wife has been after us to do that. So this weekend we actually cooked it. And okay. It's the, the, the pizza crust is self-rising flour and yogurt 
and that's oh. it. And we added some seasoning to that. We added onion powder and garlic powder to give it a little more taste. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it, the, the crust actually came out very good. It was uh, firm, but cr- crunch crispy on the bottom, but firm. And when we cooked it, we cooked it on a charcoal grill. We, we put charcoal and some hickory chunks on the grill and put our pizza stone on there and heated our pizza stone on the grill. And that's oh. where we cooked it. And so we had a smoky taste, a delightful pizza with a smoky taste. Wow. And then for the, to- and then for the toppings... We did something different for the toppings. I, I, we had seen Sarah Moulton cook an Alsatian onion tort once, and so we mm-hmm. did a variant of that. So we, we, we uh, couldn't find creme fraiche, so we uh, used sour cream and put an egg in it and covered the whole pizza dough with that. Then we topped it with caramelized onions, Italian sausage, and bacon that had been cooked and drained, bell pepper, and Gruyere cheese. Oh, and wow. coming off that charcoal grill with that hickory smoke flavoring in it, mm. it was really, really good. So there's something to be said for some of the recipes that get called in, I guess. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you all are really impressing me. It's like you it's like you're doing the same thing I'm doing, which is experimenting with the things that we talk about, which is fun. I mean, that's kind of like what the show's about, you know. Um, I, I think, uh, I've, I've never heard that was called in on this show. I don't even remember that. That might've been eight weeks ago, six or eight weeks ago. Now now we hadn't cooked pizza in years so Mm -hmm. long. We can't remember when we last did it. So I I knew it was a lot of trouble. My wife Ah. egged me on to do it. So we did it. And she said, next time I come up with this idea, I should slap her. (laughs) Because it was one of the bigger messes she has seen in the kitchen in a long, long, long time. <laughs> so we oh, well, what else are you going to do, you know? Um, but that's interesting, yogurt and flour, and that's it. I, um, hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't have thought. Was, wait, I wouldn't have thought it would come of, out. Wait, what? I wouldn't have thought it would come out. It, it doesn't yeah. rise a lot. It's self-rising flour, so it rises oh, a little bit. Oh. And I think the yogurt in there gives it yeah. a, a soft texture. Yeah. But you still get the crispness on the bottom. You still hold up to the contents. Um, and, it's, and it's still flavorful and soft on the inside. Wow. Huh. And we roll well, it out Roy, real, real you're thin. always so interesting. I love your experiments. I'm glad that you're doing these. Uh, you're doing different ones that I'm doing. So together we can uh, we can keep things interesting. I, I'm I'm fascinated that you did that. So now, we'll we'll never Anything, do your crawfish any... experiment though. We'll never do Wait, that. What? We don't like craw- <laughs> we'll never do your crawfish experiment. We don't like crawfish. <laughs> Have you had Jiffy Pop? That's a fun one. Oh, when I was a child, I had we had Jiffy Pop. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's pretty good. It's really good popcorn. I uh, I was, you know, I I don't do the microwave popcorn because I don't really do microwave. But um, I've been doing popcorn in a pan and trying to cook it the old fashioned way, and I've had limited success with that because I didn't want to use canola oil. I used butter. And it was okay, but it wasn't like a fluffy pop, you know? Uh, yeah. It was kind of a, yeah. you know how popcorn should pop big and then it's fluffier? And, and this was a really fluffy pop. So I was, I was quite impressed with that. So, well, good. Anyway, mm. 
another experiment for you if you do, do you all eat popcorn we we haven't eaten popcorn in a long time it's yeah, it's something well, we almost never eat it, it was fun to eat when we go to the movies but uh you don't we, go don't, to the movies, we haven't gone yeah. to the movie and it's in about four or five years now <laughs> It's too aggravating yeah, I used because to everybody say, looks at uh, their telephone during the movie. <laughs> well, you know, I I used to say that um, I would go to the. I only have, I've only gone to the movies for such a long time because of the popcorn. Because there have been very few movies. I'm trying really hard to think of the last movie I went to see specifically. It might have been home again because I am a Nancy Myers nut. So that's what, 2017 maybe? But um, I don't even know what's out there for movies. And I stopped whenever I went to the movies. I stopped going to the previews. I would always go when the movie started and sometimes be late for the movie because I thought that the previews were all so dystopic that you could cut them all up and reassemble them and they'd make as much sense as any other way you could cut them up and reassemble them. And they were all, you know, really like creepy, dy dystopic. But now that's how we're living. So it's like, you don't really need to go get the previews. So um, I have no need to go to the movies at all. And I, I will get my Jiffy Pop and, uh, and put on a hallmark <laughs> if I need to sit in front of something. Of course. But, yeah, we, we uh, but stream, I do recommend a Jiffy Pop. I thought, I thought it was good. Yeah. Impressed. We stream yeah. movies now. We don't, we don't bother with going yeah, to the Yeah, everybody show. does. We just screen yeah. it. It's much easier. And you can yeah. pause it when you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. If I still had Netflix stock, I would tell you to keep streaming, but I sold it stupidly. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Thank you, Roy. Appreciate the call as always. Five five six nine six nine. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Is he gone? I guess so. Yeah. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk about food or anything else. That's what we're doing here, as we do every day at this time. We did it over the weekend too. From four to six, yes, no, not yesterday, Saturday. But it was fun. I enjoyed doing that. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, mainly because I was uh, selling travel as opposed to going on travel, but they had some good trips. I'm starting to look into the, I'm starting to be wooed by the RV lifestyle, I think. Just, just looking at it from afar. Today, in, 19, in 1494, 1494, Christopher Columbus landed on the island that would later be called Jamaica. Who do we have? Darren. I haven't, we haven't heard from Darren in a while. Okay, Darren and I are going to talk for a while. So let's take a break, and we'll be back with Darren, and then I'll get back into this Christopher Columbus thing. 5569696. Five, six, nine, six, nine, six. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately, that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views of 
The Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifuncta's. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon and Dungeness crabs with a little notice mandeville seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try and it's crawfish season having a boil bring your ice chest to mandeville seafood celebrating 25 years care restaurant and supply has reopened for you to come in and shop care has all the wipes gloves and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks they have a great selection of takeout containers too Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. All right, let's go to Darren. I haven't heard from Darren in a while. How are you? It's been like 10 years. <laughs> like 10 years in dog life. <laughs> so, hey, I always call a few things, um, and both probably Tom would be very disappointed in me, A, which really does not have too much to do with food, but it has a little bit to do with Tom. I actually shaved off my beard today. So I know Tom's a, a beard guy, but... Um, yes, he's had a beard his whole life. Yep. It's the, it's, it, there's a distinguished look about him, kind of like that Sean Connery. So, but... Um, so, Marianne, you know, the other thing, he probably wouldn't be thrilled, maybe... It, it wouldn't bother you. So my my son absolutely loves meat. There's just no way to no other way to explain it. So of course we took him. It's a chain to the Brazilian steakhouse on Canal Street. But, but, and, but, 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 but that place is great, and Tom even loves it. That that you well, don't have to apologize me, for that. That makes me feel even better because I will tell you I've been there twice. Mm-hmm. The service is just always the best. I mean, just the, the, the attention, the kindness, the just they will do any and everything to please you. But um, as you know, or I've told you in the past, I'm not really much of a drinker, but I am on the search for the greatest old fashioned of all time. And they topped the list so far. Good. Their old fashioned was 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 made with fermented pineapple, mm. and it was to die for. Oh, I bet you that was good. I, I thought about eating the glass as well <laughs> at one point. I mean, it was so good. But you know what I thought would be interesting, and I don't know if if you've ever thrown this out there. So obviously, when you go to something like a Brazilian steakhouse, you get a chance to really eat several different cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. And of course, Marianne, you know, the suckers, and, and again, I say this respectfully, but everybody always, all oh, went the filet. No, not me. The best piece 
the bottom round. Round. <laughs> wow. I was going to say it with good. you. It is. I mean, Marianne, even the fat is good. Yeah. Well, fat is good, I have to say. You know what's good about that place? And the reason the fat is good, because I just, I just don't think you can ever get past good old primal caveman style <laughs> roasting meat on a spit in an open fire, period. I would agree. I would agree. And and it's ju- and, and then, of course, they do have lamb. They have pork. Um, they have oh, chicken. Yeah. They have that sausage. Just, they have the chicken yeah. wrapped in the bacon. It's so well, good. Well, you know what's funny? The chicken wrapped in the bacon, I mean, you could put that on concrete yeah. and it would be good. Yeah, well, but there's wrapped, also you could wrap chicken bacon in concrete or wrap concrete in bacon <laughs> and that would be good. All right. So tell me what's going on over there, because I am nuts about that place. It's you know, what it, it, Tom has always talked about his all you can eat joints. There is nothing jointy about Fogo de and there is nothing cheap about it either. It is a Correct really expensive place to right. eat. It is. And so we went if, to lunch. If you've got a family, you're going to drop some cash there, you know? We did. We did. It was just, it, my daughter was at, she's still at school. When she found out we were there, she was not real happy. <laughs> uh, we, we received a few text messages, but it was my, my wife, my son, and I. Uh-huh. And um, right now it appears that only downstairs is open because there, there is an upstairs as well. Uh-huh. But it was, I, I mean, Mary and I was amazed. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. There was a piece of pork that had just come out. They sliced it. And for me, right in the middle, it was just a little too undercooked. Uh-huh. But again, somebody may really like that. Well, I didn't say a word. It was on the side of my plate. Mm-hmm. The back of the house manager passed my plate and said, sir, let me take that plate away. That appears to be a little undercooked for you. What do you want? What can I bring you? Mm-hmm. I mean, just oh, amazing it's fantastic. Service. I love that place. I've always loved it. Yeah. All right. So tell me what's happening with the salad bar. Cause the salad bar it's awesome. if, is, yeah, I mean, it just knocks your socks off, but, but you, you're not doing it yourself, right? How, how does that no, work? You, now? You, you, you are. So you must have your mask on. And then you have to go to a station where there is gloves as well as, uh, as well as like, um, uh, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. We've been using it since COVID on our hands. Sanitizer. Sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And it has like seals over it. So it's, it's very well done. I mean, I observed before, before approaching, it's very, it's immaculately clean and, um, all of the wonderful, cheeses and and fruits and vegetables and olives and asparagus i mean it's just so you could just go eat that that's what we used to do my daughter and i used to go there for lunch and it's a 15 dollar thing and we would just go swing in for lunch and do that and that was it it's you can just get the salad bar and not only do you get the salad bar but you get that uh let's see fijoida wait fijoida i think which is the, the bean dishes. soup. Yes, yes. There's which a, is there's killer. as well. And you have the there's candy a, bacon. And all of that uh, that's in that section 
is is uh, all you can eat for $15, which is just like this incredible steal. And we would go there frequently and do that. I mean, in the old days before, you know, I could, before I, you know, when I could do stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would Immaculate, the place is immaculate, clean. Oh, of course. I, I would be yeah, devastated it, if that's a permanent change there. I, I so, hope that- And I'll that, share with you, um, Marianne, which I think is really nice, especially with all we're hearing right now about, Mm-hmm. the city and be safe. Where do you park? I parked at the JW Marriott, $10. And of course it's connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was valid. You can't beat that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we walked right into the back of the hotel, right into the restaurant. Perfect. We made were, there, were there lots of people there? You know, what's interesting about that place. And this, this coincides with Tom's view on everything that it should be local, but that is, is every time we go in there, it looks like the place is totally tourists. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why in heaven's name would you come to New Orleans and eat in a chain like Fogo de Champ? Especially you know? when you look across the street and what do you see? The Palace Cafe. <laughs> It's yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's strange. I mean, we go there because sometimes we just want to be grotesque carnivores. And yeah, well, that we, was it. Yeah, or, or we want and, that and salad bar. That's it. And, and Marianne, as we left, I told my family, I said, I am literally, if there is such a thing, I'm in a meat coma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, you just no, it's can't, crazy. You can't. It's something to course, experience but, once. I mean, especially, how old is your son? He's 16. Yeah. Okay. That's a perfect age for him to pack it away. But for even for little kids, you know, to go on the swords and stuff, it's, it's really, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place. I think it's great. I'm glad they're here and, uh, and I do it. I we do it. And it. Tom's done it because we've dragged him to do it. And after, after he's there, he goes, you know, it really is good. I mean, the, the meats we, we are We enjoyed it. Perfect. And you know, Mary, and I'll always always choose the locally owned and operated first and foremost. But I think for, for a local economy, things like that, or they do serve as an important part of the balance. And, and um, sometimes you just just want to go eat a whole bunch of meat, you know, and you want to eat what you want and you want to, you know, I I think there's a place for it. I do. But now at the end of the day, if you asked me there and I'm going to give you one shot, let's go get a steak. I'm saying, Marianne, let's meet me at Mr. John's. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. No doubt. It's yep. fine. And I think that's great. And that's why we have all these different choices. <clears throat> but but for my money, if I want a spectacular spread of every imaginable kind of salad, green, and cheese, and everything, I am going to go to Fogo. That's what I want, you know? I'm so I'm glad you agree. I thought I thought you'd be terribly upset with me. Oh no! Look, well, first of all, I'm not Tom, as I've said many times before. Number one, you know, um, and it, to I mean, I've always said the show now is going to be more mainstream because my feeling is, eat what you want, you know. Um, you should, in fact, eat what you want. You're paying for it do what you want. And I don't really feel like there's anything wrong. Like we were just talking about Panera. I mean, people were asking about great bagels and I think 
Panera does a really nice bagel. And I know it's a chain, but if I want a good bagel, I'm going to go get it, you know, and that's it. And yep. I think you just ought to say, well, I'm going to get what I get because I'm wanting this and I like this better. You know, I don't think there's yep. anything well, wrong with that. I would definitely agree. Yeah. No, you can't beat Fogo. I think, I think Fogo is fantastic. It's, you know, the, the meat, the fat trickles down on the other parts of the meat and moistens it. And it comes to the table crusty and juicy. And what could be wrong with that? You know? I, don't, I mean, except the bill, because the bill is always like, you get sticker shock, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, you're starting off at, what is, what is it now, $67 a person? I think that is for evening. Yeah, it is and, evening. You can do yes. half at lunch, but it's still yes. half of that at lunch is still going to be, I think it's 30, I think it's 35 it at is. lunch. Yep. Yep. And, um, and I mean, you know, you're starting out 35, you add like an iced tea there, $7 by itself, you know, it's like the highest price for that anywhere. And, uh, you know, I mean, you could run up a pretty nice bill there. I mean, it's, if that's what you want to eat, then that's great. At least when you leave, you're going, boy, that was good. You know? I would agree. I would yeah, agree. it is. It is. Anyway, <laughs> no reminiscences for us today, Darren? Nah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think about is... you every weekend, I want you to know. Well, I think about well, you every you. weekend, and here's why. Because we're driving away from the house. We're going to pass a beta and we're going to pass the little, um, it's the, what is it? It's, it's not a, it's not a, is it a farmer's market? I guess it is a farmer's yeah, it market. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I think about your, your cousin, is it? Excuse yep. me, your cousin? Yep. The, um, yeah. the and I think one of these days I have to go to the very back of that with cash, which is always the holdup and get something from his cousin. But the holdup is always no cash. That's what it is. So yeah. one of these days, if I actually have some, I'm going to swing in there on a Sunday. But I think, oh, I got to go over there at some point. So I just want to let you know, I always think about you on the weekends when I pass and don't go visit your cousin. Well, thank you. That's an that's a <laughs> incredibly nice thought. <laughs> All right. Take care, Darren. Always appreciate you your call. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We are here talking about food as we always do. I don't know. You don't have to ever be afraid to call me up and tell me anything. I know that people were afraid to call Tom and I don't blame you, but you never have to be afraid to call me. It is 3.30, time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. A state audit finds that prisoners received unemployment checks last year. Chris McGee with the Louisiana Legislative Auditor's Office says the Louisiana Workforce Commission paid out $6.2 million in state and federal unemployment payments to nearly 1,200 incarcerated individuals. The majority of the 1,200 individuals were receiving unemployment benefits for multiple weeks. McGee says the ALWC blames one of its vendors for the mistake. They weren't catching some of these issues and some of these people who truly are incarcerated. The LWC says they are working to resolve the issue. I'm Don Molino. 
Governor Edwards was in Acadiana this morning to announce that SafeSource is investing $100 million into the construction of two manufacturing facilities that will produce personal protection equipment. The facilities will be located in Lafayette and St. Martin Parishes, and officials say they will bring more than 2,200 new jobs to the area. LRN. There are new forms of the coronavirus. Just what we needed, right? Yeah. So we wondered... Are we doing enough to protect ourselves and our son? Turns out we are. Because things like well-fitted masks, six feet of space, avoiding crowds, all of that still works. And getting vaccinated, you know, when it's our turn. COVID may not be letting up, but neither are we. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. No matter the challenge, Louisiana shines through. During National Travel and Tourism Week, we're celebrating how the tourism industry is bouncing back. Tourism is big business in Louisiana. In fact, it's the fourth biggest industry in the state and contributes billions into our economy. Join the celebration. Take a road trip and get to know your state. It's not just good for business, but good for the soul. This is Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Plan your road trip at louisianaisatrip.com. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 30th, it's Corey Funktet. And on May 7th, Naughty Professor. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Because it probably looks a little like this. In fact, I'm sure it does. Actually, it's probably cooler because it's getting really warm outside. Really warm. I stepped out of the car and I went, oh, yeah, here we are. It's starting. 5569696 is the number. Marianne Fitzmorris is sitting in the chair for Tom Fitzmorris on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. We have Ron, the gourmet waiter. Hey, Ron. Hey, good afternoon. How are y'all doing? We're hanging in there. I hear that it was you that did the uh, flour and, and yogurt recipe for pizza. The pizza dough. Yeah. You know, it works okay. it works great. I use flour and Greek yogurt and it sets up to gosh, ten minutes, you're ready to go. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean as opposed well, probably, to waiting an hour. Yeah. It's it's I'm sure the chemical in the in the Greek yogurt is what does it, huh? Uh, it sounds like it's the enzymes busy at work. Yeah. But not as yeah. busy as Henry was on his birthday, I hear. Well, he wasn't as busy as he was planning to be. I'm sorry to hear. Well, he sounds like he's he had gonna, a great he's time. Just gonna, all, he's just going to postpone his birthday. You know, it's going to yeah, be a festival said, over a week. He's going to send me some pictures. Uh, sounds like he had some crawfish and some other stuff that he really enjoyed. 
and some barbecue. You got to love it. He knows how to do it right. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know, he was talking he, when, when we were having the Henry and Ron show just now. Uh, he was telling me about uh, Giacomo's. Um, that's a neat place. I remember when he first opened up a long time ago, there was a seafood store next door to Giacomo's. And he would run through the alley and go get his seafood from the seafood store. So I'm assuming that they were just kind of billing him. Anyway, uh, I'm sure that was convenient having a seafood store uh, open during the day yeah. right next door to a restaurant. It's kind of like that one on Williams Harbor Seafood. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they have the seafood place right next door. Anyway, when uh, Jacques first opened up, he was doing dinner, and uh, he tried lunch for a minute. I, I don't think that worked out too well. Anyway, I knocked on the door one day at Giacomo's, and uh, I was looking for lunch. And he said they didn't serve it, but he goes, come on in anyway. So I sat down. I was the only one there. The only two people in the restaurant were me and him. And he goes, what do you want? So I said, surprise me. So I saw Jacques run through the alley, came back with a handful of something. About two minutes mm-hmm. later, you hear, and he came out about five minutes later with this delicious little mini seafood buffet. It was shrimp, uh, oysters, and I think I think some fried catfish over some pasta with a cream sauce. It was really good. Ooh, ooh! You know, come only in New Orleans would that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're like, "Come on in here. Let's get you hooked yeah. up." Yeah. Yep. Kind of re- kind of reminded me of another one of my favorite places in the area, even though it's closed, which was Cafe Nino. Nino I went out of his way him. to make sure that uh, everybody had a good time. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because, and and also Henry in the same call because they ate at Boucherie, which is hooked up with Bouray, which is in the old Cafe Nino spot. Yeah, I remember that because I was telling Henry that uh, back there in the backyard, I remember when they were first setting that smoker up. I actually, Cafe Nino uh, was open at the time when they set the smoker up. I was going in to go see Nino and I saw them smoking out back. So I stopped in to see what was going on. And, uh, you know, they were telling me they were adding some smoked items to the menu. And the next thing you know, I came by and I saw that that parking lot for uh, Giacomo's had been, I mean, uh, for the, uh, you know, uh, the Italian guy, Caffeinino, had been completely redone. And uh, I realized, you know, I realized the change. I actually tried to find him, but uh, to no avail. Because he was talking about opening up in the warehouse district at one point. Well, maybe he decided, you know what? I'm tired. Restaurant business is tough. It takes over your whole life. There's a lot of restaurants, you know? Maybe he's made a statement and that's it. I'm I'll sure tell you that what, one of, the statements, one of the statements that he made was his pizza. His pizza was phenomenal. And I know that he had quite the delivery business with all those Tulane and Loyola kids. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot. When he started, when did he start? How long ago was that? I don't remember. Uh, it, it, it was quite, it was a while back. I At used to go eat there 20, when it was steak in that kitchen, years, but that huh? was high school and college. Yeah. So I, a lot's changed on the landscape, you know, and, and there's a lot of pizza places and a lot of kids and a lot of everything. So, you know, it's like if you... If you wind up without a place, then, you know, I think it's at least as likely that you're going to say to yourself, you know, uh, why do I need to do that again? I mean, I think there's really probably a lot 
of discussion that a person who was in the restaurant business and then suddenly finds themselves without a space asks, do I really want to keep doing this? You know, I was really yeah, surprised well, that Rieger's on the trace over on the North Shore is not around anymore. And I am very disappointed in, in hearing that news. And I asked for an explanation. I don't know if we'll get it, but, you know, I think it could be that you just at a certain point go, you know, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I mean, I know that's, that's happened to a number of people that we know personally who have closed their business. So, you know, it just happens. Absolutely. You keep looking for them though. I mean, if you, do you, do you don't have a contact information, obviously, right? I looked up in a couple of areas and asked a couple of people who would have known. And I'm thinking maybe he just kind of shut it down. But I know he was seriously considering the warehouse district. And that would be easy. I, I would certainly drive down there to go see him and eat at the food. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything terribly special. I think half of the, the, the charm about Cafe Nino was actually Nino himself. Just a well, great that's guy, what Tom always, said. always smiling. Yeah. What did Tom say? Yeah. He liked him too? Yeah, he, he thought, well, I don't know about, I don't know what he, his thought was about him personally, but, but, but yes, Nino was, the business was an offshoot of his personal, well, personality, really, you know. So. Yeah, I was having an Italian party and I was eating at Nino and I told him about it. And by the time I left, he had given me a couple of those uh, Italian checkered tablecloths and a couple of Andrea Bocelli discs. And he goes, oh. just get them back to me when you can. Hmm. Maybe he That's was hoping you'd open your own restaurant. Oh uh, no, 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 no way! I would, I would consider a pop up at some point just for giggles. Yeah, I'd have you to get should. Henry in on it though. That way we could have West Coast meets East Coast, <laughs> or West Coast meets Southern Boy. T Henry, so I'm gonna, sure we'll take that under advisement. All right, Ron. We're gonna, Henry and I are going to come out with our cookbook first, though. Great show, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, take care. Bye bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me, Marianne Fitzmorris. I'm in the Tom Fitzmorris chair here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show, starting our second year here on WGSO. Yesterday was our first year anniversary. Today, in 1494, Christopher Columbus landed on the island that would later be called Jamaica. The first time that Tom went to Jamaica, he was struck by how much the food of that country resembled the Creole cooking he grew up with in New Orleans, even though the, the occupiers were different. Jamaican food, because of its mix of Spanish and British roots, and wealth of unusual fruits and vegetables is utterly unique. Perhaps the most offbeat item is a key a fruit related to the cashew. When it ripens, it explodes on the tree. When it's cooked, it looks and sort of tastes like scrambled eggs. But if you eat it before it's ripe, it can kill you. Well, that's always thrilling to have food that if you're, if you, one false move, it'll kill you. That's always for the much more adventuresome than me. That's for sure. Now, let's see if I can find a pronunciation of of that just to make sure that i did it right i probably didn't but i'm going to uh i'm going to try and find a pronunciation 
of that word. All right, here we go. I like my little phone pronunciation. Aki. Oh, I was close. Aki. Aki. The old kitchen sage says today, since we can't get Jamaican saltfish and Aki where we live, we'll have to eat scrambled eggs and bacon. Yes, that does make sense. The Edible Dictionary word of the day today is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The Edible Dictionary word is fienert herbs fien herbs it's a collection of green herbs none of which are resinous like rosemary or assertive like garlic typical components include chervil basil parsley oregano tarragon and marjoram it's unusual for the very traditional french that the recipe for fiend's herbs Bean herbs here. I am, I'm going through, I'm doing papers today instead of uh, on the computer because I'm tired of looking at the computer. I just dropped all my papers. This is probably because all of these herbs are effinescent and you might not have the same ones coming from the garden all the time. Fiend herbs are frequently used in sauces. Mayonnaise is the classic omelets mixed into the eggs not folded inside them and light brothy soups you can buy dried fien herbs from the spice rack at the store but fresh are much preferable we're going to take a break five five six nine six nine six we'll be back have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I don't know if I've ever eaten ackee. I have eaten jerk and other things in Jamaica, but jerk is the most interesting if you actually go to a jerk hut is what I'd call it. Uh, <laughs> it's different. There, there you go. That's about the, the thing to say. It's, um, you know, I, I, I say that I'm not an adventuresome eater, but to eat at a jerk hut in Jamaica is adventuresome for sure. Words to eat by today. The healthiest part of a donut is the whole. Unfortunately, you have to eat through the rest of the donut to get there. That's from an American cartoonist in Thin Lines named Randy Glassbergen. That is true. I, I don't know. I'm not a big donut fan, so I don't understand donut fascination. Tom always talked about Don Dubuque bringing 
package, not packages, but boxes of donuts to the station there and cursing Don Dubuque for that because Tom has a donut weakness and tries to avoid eating them as much as possible, which I guess is a good thing. But anyway, I don't know when the last donut Tom has had was. Uh, what's the place that... Um, the donut place that is right next to... It's, it's become a chain, actually. It's um, right next to uh, the Stein's Deli. There's a, there's a bunch of them. It's the burger place. Anyway, I'll have to think of it. Five five six nine six nine six. There's one in in Metairie now. There's one on um, on Magazine right by Whole Foods. Henry, can you help me out here? What's that place that's right next to Stein's Deli? It's the donut place. It's the Brew District Donut Sliders and Brew. That's it. Whew. Okay. Yeah, that's the last time I saw any donuts. Words to drink by today. There are five reasons for drinking. The arrival of a friend. One's present or future thirst. The excellence of the wine or any other reason. That makes a lot of sense. The ancient Roman proverb. When I think of all the people throughout history who have been drinking, I'm just amazed at how long the drink has been around. I mean, there are a lot of foods that I guess have been around for a very long time too, but it seems like the drink, you know, I mean, you can read about the wine in the Bible, but it's just a, a very long history. Humanity has with, well, getting drunk, I guess. For whatever reason. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you have anything to report about your eating over the weekend, we would love to hear it. Yesterday was May Day, and um, I was expecting that there would be a lot more like basic celebrations of that. I didn't see a lot on the North Shore over here, but um, Desi Vega had a uh, big party in the parking lot in front of his restaurant on the North Shore for the Kentucky Derby. And I wish I could have made it over there, but um, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't able to go, but it looked like it was fun. Deaf dining rule number 701. If you will be having more than two meals in the dining car of a train, give the waiter an extra large tip at the first repast to assure you're getting a good table for the remainder of the trip. Another deaf dining rule having to do with trains because this weekend was the uh, 50th anniversary of Amtrak. And I called my sister <laughs> to tell her about their 50% off sale because my sister and her family and my family wound up coming back from D.C. to New Orleans in the Christmas week of 2005, right after Katrina when the train tracks were still messed up. And that was quite a hilarious trip. 
that we often laugh about. I knew she would enjoy that joke that she should bring the family on the train again. That was so long ago that the kids were kids back then and they're not kids anymore. So there's no way she could kidnap them and make them do that. The deaf dining rule number 702, when on a long distance train, find out whether it will be passing through any long stretches where alcoholic drink sales are prohibited. For example, the entire state of Georgia on Sunday. I don't know if that's still true. Stock up before you get to those places. Boy, that's a lot of thought put into a train trip, which Tom did a lot of at one time. And uh, I'm sure that he thought a lot about eating and drinking before he went on any trip because Tom is really, really a serious train buff. And uh, I started to tell this story about, about Tom on the train. When we first, let's see, this trip would have been 2000, I think. I think it was 2000. Like I said, my sister lives up in D.C. And Tom had traveled uh, to both Chicago and to New York many, many times on the train as a single guy. And so he had talked so much about the train. I mean, he was not all that big into flying, not because he was afraid to fly, but because he loved the train that much. And so when the family, the four of us, went on a train, he booked the train, because I knew nothing about trains. When he booked the train, he was booking it as a single person. And so a roomette, which is the tiny little space where you have the two bunks right on top of each other, and then you have the toilet as you walk in, but the toilet also serves as like an end table. It's really, really compact. Let's just put it that way. So the roomette, you walk in and you can kind of put your arm out and almost touch the wall, but between that you have a bunk and a sink to your left and a toilet to your right. And so, so Tom booked the train for a single person in a roomette, but there were four of us. So the four of us were in a roomette and we slept two to a bunk and it was hysterically funny, absolutely hysterically funny. I will never forget that. The idea of having four people, two grown-ups and two kids, and not little bitty kids either. These kids, by the time we did that, they were like 11 and 9, and it was hysterically funny. And then, of course, the next time we said we were going on a train trip, I insisted that we get an actual bedroom, which are at the very end of each car. And that was still tight, but nothing hysterically funny like the, the roomette. But the Fitzmaurice family had a few good train trips. And then Tom and I had one train trip out to California. We arrived when an earthquake struck. And I'd never been in an earthquake before. But um, we were at the car rental desk and 
it was definitely an earthquake and it was just over in two seconds and it was wow that was an earthquake and that was i think in 2014 we we were out there in like march of 2014 and that was maybe the last time tom and i took the train out to california ah good times on the train now gone like so many other things buffalo bill cody put in the first wild west show in 1883 this is from the um from the almanac over the weekend uh we went many years ago my two siblings or two of my siblings and me took a long distance uh car trip at which point we went to um yellowstone and the badlands mount rushmore that whole area and we stopped for a while in Cody, Wyoming, which is a cool town, very wild, westy. That was such a long time ago. I'd be curious to see what Cody, Wyoming is like now, but I'm sure it, it's vastly different as so many other things are from so many years ago out west. Things have really, really changed out there. I wanted Stan to drop in on the Grand Canyon area for me to check it out because it's been so long since I've been there, but he, he didn't go. I forget why he didn't go, but too bad because I was looking forward to a report like that. Annals of Popular Cuisine, Cheerios, introduced in 1941. General Mills originally called them Cheerios, which tells what they're made of. They taste pretty good as highly processed cereals go. I don't know if I don't know if that would be true. I'm not a big processed cereals fan, but I guess they're okay. I know that Cheerios are really big for little babies. They're kind of the snack of choice for moms to give their kids. Today in 2001, a lawsuit on behalf of Hindus was filed against McDonald's for the chain's failure to state that its french fries contained beef flavoring. That's right, you can't do that. Anyway, that was, that was weird. In the 19th century, it was traditional to serve three courses of asparagus, thought to be a powerful aphrodisiac to a French groom on the night before the wedding. The modern French gentleman has discarded the noble asparagus for the more romantic passion, champagne. I think I read that one already. All right, we're just about at the end of the show anyway. I want to mention that it is the 75 for 75 campaign going on. We had the auction over the weekend, but it continues throughout the year. We would love for you to go to the beautiful new website for WGSO, WGSO.com, and click on the yellow button on the homepage. It says donate. Your donation will be tax deductible because in addition to celebrating 75 years of being the community voice of the Crescent City and the only locally owned news talk station. They are also a 501c3 charity now as designated by the IRS. So please donate. You will improve the quality of the station with your donation. And I'm super excited if they get enough donations, we can maybe switch to an FM, uh, an FM translator and have that FM signal too, which always sounds better. Uh, we also have our own, oh, happy anniversary to WGSO. So go to the website, WGSO.com. 
Uh, please also go to our website, nomenu.com. That's the platform for this show, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That's where you'll find Tom's 50 years of the written word, which is a lot of good stuff. Tom knows a lot about food and about local restaurants and about extinct restaurants and all kinds of things having to do with food in general and New Orleans food in particular. So go to nomenu, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. 400 some odd recipes there, our dining diary, the almanac that we use as a blueprint for the show. If you would like to get, and also in podcast, if you missed a part of the show, um, if you would like to get all those things delivered to your inbox, you can do that. It's twice a week. The newsletter comes out. Sign up there at nomenu.com. We also have our Instagram at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. We have uh, pretty pictures. We have, um, I also wanted to say on the newsletter, we have specials around town that uh, will keep you abreast of things that are happening if you want to go to like a special dinner or something. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Please tell a friend about the show. We would love for them to listen on the simple radio app. They can download it free, listen from anywhere. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and we will be back for another round of this tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 2 to 4, weekdays on WGSO New Orleans. Time for the news from Louisiana Radio Network, 4 o'clock. Good night. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell expects zero Republicans will support President Biden's $4 trillion infrastructure package. Speaking at an event in Louisville, the Kentucky Republican calling Biden's plan a grab bag. That's not stopping Biden from getting out on the road and selling his plan. The president speaking at a community college in Virginia. My American Families Plan guarantees four additional years of public education for every person in America starting as early as we can. At least one person is dead after a tornado touched down near the heart of Atlanta. Douglas County police saying a tree fell and killed a driver trapped in a car during today's powerful storms. Tornado watches continue in parts of South Carolina and North Carolina. Also happening on Monday, Bill Nelson was sworn in as NASA Administrator. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Jay Schrader, Super Bowl 22 champion and former Raiders quarterback. Playing professional football for 11 years beat my body up pretty bad. I've had so many surgeries on my neck, back, and shoulders and knees, I've just learned to live with constant discomfort. I tried so many products, some worked for a little while, but nothing gave me total relief until one day, a golfing buddy introduced me to SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. I used their CBD Muscle Ease, rubbed it on my hands and neck, and wow, what did it do for me? I immediately began using their other products, and I have golf pain-free for the first time in many years. I've reached out to Sons of Liberty CBD and visited their operation from farm to factory. Folks, this team walks the walk. Their motto is, for vets, by vets. I shared the product with my friend Wayne Allen Root, and now he's a fan of SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. Wayne's fans will receive a 15% discount using code WAR15 at checkout. I've told all my NFL buddies about SonsOfLibertyCBD.com, and now I'm telling you. Go to SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. When it works for you, like it did for me, we both win. Average gasoline prices have risen two cents in the last week and now stand at $2.89 per gallon. That $2.89 is a fresh multi-year high as the COVID-19 recovery continues to fuel gasoline demand. Patrick Tahan of GasBuddy.com tells us 
The future holds even higher prices. Motorists can expect prices to continue inching higher in the coming days. Gas Buddy data shows that gasoline demand last week rebounded sharply. Overall, it's that increase in gasoline demand that will likely continue to push prices up as we head towards the start of the summer driving season just several weeks away in Memorial Day weekend. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Facebook's Oversight Board will make a final decision this Wednesday about the fate of former President Trump's account. The Oversight Board is an independent group created by Facebook to review hot-button police choices. USA Radio News. WGSO Across the Gulf South A great new way WGSO. Celebrating 75 years, we are the community voice of the Crescent City. WGSO 990 AM. The Sazerac House is now open at 101 Magazine Street at the corner of Canal and Magazine in the heart of downtown New Orleans. You're cordially invited to experience timeless traditions and history that's worth repeating. Enjoy complimentary self-guided tours, interactive cocktail exhibits, spirit tastings, and experience the production of Sazerac rye whiskey and Peixos bitters right on site. And don't miss the Sazerac House's retail store with one-of-a-kind gifts.